welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop healthy, happy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. This is Coach Stacy, and I am here with Leah Clapper. We are doing Lessons with Leah, a special bonus series as she goes through her last season as a Florida Gator. And I'm so excited to be here. Today is the third episode in a row. We are um, going to be talking about competing today because Leah has her first meet on Friday. So, Leah, tell me what you want to coach on. Well, today I would love to talk about letting past failures creep into your mind when you're about to compete. Thinking about competing this Friday night, I know that I have the training repetitions in me. I've been Competing most of these skills before, I have thrown a few new things in there, but I've been working super hard in the gym and literally make 95% of my routines. But my mind keeps going back to that 5% where I let something get the best of me and I messed up. And I had a couple of mistakes at our inner squads this preseason. And it's really hard to get those out of my mind, even though I know that I can make my routine super easily. So I'd love to talk about how to get those doubts and flip them into being confident and trusting what I know I can do well and kind of competing freely without all of that weight of I messed up last time. What if I do that again? Just don't do what you did last time. Just don't mess that up again letting all of that go and move forward so that I can show it off and compete good routines. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's so common, right? That's what our brain does. It has a, like the reason that the news is so negative all the time. The reason is we have a negative bias because our brain's job is to keep us safe. And so it's always looking for the problems, for the dangers. And it thinks that, you know, the danger of you messing up is a big one. So I love to start in the same way that we did with overcoming fear of a skill. This is actually the same thing. It's just fear of, um, it's not fear of getting hurt. It's fear of experiencing a negative emotion. And so yeah. let's unpack that a little bit more. So we start with the what ifs. So you you immediately went to the like, what if I do the exact same thing I did and I mess up again? Then Tell I me would... the other, before we answer them, let's get all the what ifs out on the table. Like what are all the things that your brain goes, what if this happens on Friday? Then I'll feel really disappointed in myself and I'll be kicking myself because I know I can do it, but I messed it up. I might start to doubt my confidence. Like, can I really do this? And being in that space is no fun. And then it's like, you want redemption. There's this fire inside you. Like, I want to do it again now, but you have to wait a whole nother week to get another chance till the next meet. But then who knows? You messed up. So are the coaches not going to put you in the lineup because you messed up? And then if I'm not in the lineup, then like, can I break back in? Will I be able to compete my best events this season? Because I, I'm like good enough to make the lineup as far as a routine. But if I don't have my mindset, right? Like what if I mess up and then they pull me out and I don't, get to reach my goals because I didn't get to compete because I let the pressure get the best of me. And 
then that's just a whole spiral of disappointment and self-sabotage and letting myself down and then letting the coaches down and letting the team down and everything just goes to, well, that's no fun. Yeah. Can you imagine like just how much is bubbling under the surface there? And what what do we usually do as gymnasts? Like to push it down. Try to just push all that away. Right? Like, don't think about that. Don't worry about that. If you don't, if you think about that, then you're going to make it happen. Like, just push it down, push it down, push it down. So instead, we want to examine it. We want to help our brain realize it's not that big of a danger. So let's answer it. What if you mess up so badly that the coaches never put you back into the lineup the entire rest of the season? Well, that would be a fifth year flop. (laughs) What if you have a fifth year flop? Well, you know, hopefully I I live through it. I can learn from it, but it's not the way that I want to end my college gymnastics career. I have much higher hopes than that. And I think it would have a sour feeling looking back. I mean, is it really the worst thing in the world? Absolutely not. But I know I can do better and I want to reach my full potential and show everybody what I've been working so hard on and really make myself proud. That's really what motivates me is at the end of the day, I want to be satisfied that I did everything I could to put my best self out there and I didn't have any regrets and let anything let anything go that I could have done better and hold on, but I want to stop you. But what if it happens? Well, I guess, you know, it happens, but we have the control to not let it happen. But, but what if it does, would you live through it? Yeah. Cause your brain is actually telling you that you wouldn't, your brain actually thinks that that would be a fate worse than death, that it would in fact kill you. Would it kill you? <laughs> No, <laughs> better not. Are you in actual any danger if that happens? No. No. What is the worst part of it? I just like disappointment, honestly. Yeah. It would be feeling intense negative emotion. Yeah. Right. And yesterday in podcast listeners and a couple of weeks ago in our time, um, oh. We worked on gaining the skill to learn how to process a negative emotion. Now, a big negative emotion like that, you'd probably have to process multiple times, right? Mm -hmm. But can you process intense disappointment? Yeah. Can you hold it in your body and feel it and let it move through you? So we just want to help our brain as it's panicking and it's spiraling. And what if, what if, what if? It's like, okay, all of that is very unlikely to happen, right? Like, you know that. But even if it did, you'd be okay. You'd survive it. Yeah. There are gymnasts that have gone to the Olympics and not had the outcome that they wanted. And they've survived it. And some of them have gone back for that redemption and some of them haven't. And they've gone on to live happy, successful lives, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So we just want to help our brain because really our brain actually thinks that this is a life or death situation and that you're actually in danger. And so it gets into that flight or fight and it it starts looking for all of the dangers and all of the reasons. And we just want to calm it down. Like if that happens, if the worst happens, I could deal with it. Mm -hmm. It would suck. I wouldn't want to, but I can't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can you already feel coming down? I I think so. I think I also feel a little bit uninspired now. And now I'm like, well, that's no fun. I don't want to imagine bad outcomes. Well, and the reason that we imagine them is to tell, is to give our brain the assurance that we can deal with them if they happen. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move on to what we want to be thinking instead. Yes. Right? I want to be feeling energized. <laughs> I mean, not what if this whole bad spiral would spiral happens. So this yeah. is where I'm going to bring in what we call the thought model. And we've been working on it the last couple of days. Um, you just didn't quite realize it. And so, or did we even bring it up last time? We did a little okay. bit. So let's review it. So the thought model starts with their circumstance. So your circumstance is competing on Friday. Woo! (laughs) And you have thoughts about it. You have lots of thoughts about it. Some of them, I'm super excited. I can't wait to get started. But some of them, what if I mess up? What if I mess up so bad they don't put me in the lineup, right? And those thoughts are going to create a feeling in you. And the, the feelings, the negative feelings that are coming from the worried thoughts we want to process. We want to to deal with. Yeah. Um, but then those, because those feelings are going to drive an action. And then when you take those actions, you get the result. So we mm-hmm. have a circumstance and we have a thought about it. The thought creates a feeling in our body, just a physical vibration. And from that feeling, it fuels the actions that we take. And those actions give us a result. Absolutely. So then what we want to do is go the opposite way. We want to craft our new model. Yeah. So our circumstances is we're going to compete Friday. What's the result that we want? We want to nail my routines. Okay. Just Specifically what? Competing. What are you competing on Friday? Well, I'll find that out on Thursday night. So, okay. so no, what's your guess? Uh, not for sure yet, but hopefully beam and floor. That's okay. the plan and the what I have in my mind. Like I am ready to compete beam and floor. So let's just assume okay. that we're competing beam and floor. Okay. So the result is, and when you say nail, what do you mean? That means like no major mistakes okay. for me and my team's lingo. So for beam, that would be no wobbles, sticking my dismount, um, just doing a good routine. Like maybe it's not absolutely perfect, but I'm proud of it. Same thing with like good, strong landings and nice leap paths, like high tumbling, just overall a great routine. And if I had control of the score, like nine, nine or higher, but doing a routine that feels like a nine, nine for me, no matter if the judges give me a nine, eight or a 10. And one of the things that's interesting is our brain doesn't really hold on to negatives to the, like, it focuses on them, 
But when you tell your brain, don't do this, what your brain does is it completely just focuses on the do this because it only knows how to take action. So when you're like, don't wobble, it's like wobble, wobble, wobble. (laughs) And all you're telling yourself is don't wobble, don't wobble, don't wobble, don't wobble. But your brain just hears wobble, wobble. So what? So then usually we end up wobbling, right? So in our results, we want to put it in positive language. So we want a great routine, solid, stuck landings, nine, nine or better, right? That's why I say nail because the nail is, you know, that encompassing of like greatness. Yep. So what are all the actions? We're going to come back here. For those of you who see this on YouTube, now above the result is the actions that we have to take to get there. So the actions are high leaps, um, stuck dismounts, or sorry, stuck landings for all of them. Um, What other actions are you going to need to take to get that result? Let's start with physical. So... That means that in terms of my skills, I need to have good technique and it's going a little bit into mental, but I've been really working on saying my words recently and focusing on those keyword mental choreography that I've set to do my skills right. So for example, for my series, I just changed my words to um, swing, push, arms, arch, arms, arch, because those are the corrections that I need to focus on. So I need to do all of those things. Um, but I also need to dial in my mind and have that concentration. And then as far as other physical things, I mean, leading up to it, like having good turns in practice this week. So the coaches Mm -hmm. will want to put me in the lineup Mm -hmm. and I, that I feel confident in myself and sleeping, going to bed early the night before and getting adequate rest and fueling my body before the meet. I mean, these things are so important long-term. I don't think that I could have a great meet and sleep horrible the night before, but in an ideal world, like making sure that all the ducks are in a row and setting myself up for success and to have good energy on Friday night. Yeah. So if you were to pick one emotion, one, one word emotion that would fuel the doing your mental choreography, doing your keywords, high leaps, stuck landings, good technique, focus, quality turns, good sleep, eating fuel or eating good fuel. One, one word emotion. And I have, I, do you have a feelings list with you? I'm actually going to have, bring it up for you really quick. Um, But I know what I want to. Okay. What do you want it to be? I want it to be free. Free. Because when I feel free, I am more playful and energized and like able to just do what I want to do without letting like I I feel like I visualize like black scribbles in my brain just like bad thoughts everywhere um and tension in my body yeah but just if I'm free I can just trust myself yeah and that's the work that I want to cultivate not only for my routines this Friday night, but also all throughout season. That's honestly my biggest process goal for this season is to enjoy it and feel free. 
Yeah, I love it. For those of you who are joining us on YouTube, you can see the feelings list that I put up, but I'm just going to say a couple that go around this. Energized, engaged, enthusiastic, happy, proud. And then a few on the other side would be capable, focused, confident, determined, trusting, and safe. Yes. So these are all words that you could use to fuel yourself. Leah's picking free. So what we want to do now is we want to come up with a thought that helps you feel free. Yeah. What thought for you might help you feel free on Friday as you're competing? Hmm. I think enjoy the moment helps me a little bit, but I want to hear if you have any ideas. Yeah. Well, let's do this. I want to like go off on a little tangent that I think might help and then come back. Okay. Let's do it. So the topic that we're covering this week in our compete with confidence gymnastics mindset program or in our gymnastics mindset program, the topic of the month is compete with confidence because everyone's in Leah's position. We're all starting, you know, meets and um, preparing for competition. And one of the, the foundation of feeling confident when you compete is believing that your performance is, has nothing at all to do with your worth and your value. Yeah. Because as athletes, As people in a Western civilization, we 100% believe that our value comes from how well we do at our sport, in school, in life, right? So I have a little, um, I put a little uh, uh, reel out about this. So look at our channel for it, but I'm going to kind of go over here again. So what am I holding here, Leah? $50 bill. And how much is it worth? $50 and whatever you can trade it for. <laughs> $50, right? So now it does a flick, lay, lay, sticks Woo! the landing. Woo-hoo! How much is it worth? Still $50 or whatever you can trade it for. And now I'm going to put it in this cute little purple purse. How much is it worth? And if it's crumpled up on the floor under a pile of trash, how much is it worth? Still $50. I think I'm getting the message now. (laughs) The value of a $50 bill doesn't change with what it's used to buy with, um, and the $50 bill doesn't get to decide how much it's worth. It just has intrinsic value that it has been given from outside of it, that no matter what it does, can't change its worth. Now, you know, we're in an inflation market where $50 is going up and and, and down in value right now, but it's still $50, Yeah. right? And so as a human being, we are 100% worthy, valuable, worthy of love, dignity, respect, and we have a hundred percent value because we are human. And we spend all of our lives trying to earn what we already have. 
We yeah. already have 100% value. We are already 100% worthy of love and dignity and respect. And nothing that we do changes that because it's not from inside of us. It's not, it's not, we aren't creating it. It's given to us by whatever higher power you might believe in or just because you are a human living and existing in the world. Yeah, I think that is so powerful. And it's a little bit of a really difficult concept for me to grasp. So hard. I definitely feel like I, need to achieve things, need to go after things, whether I fail or succeed. But like, I put a lot of my worth in being ambitious and going after big goals. And I mean, I think I judge other people that way too. And so I think that's something that I'm going to need to process and keep coming back to. But like general idea that like, you are worthy. I mean, th- that is making me feel free. That's making Isn't my shoulders drop. And so I think coming back to that and trying to be worthy no matter how you perform on Friday. Yeah. Now tell me this. I know you do judge others with those and we can go to the bigger thing, but just humanity. Do you think that humans are worthy of dignity and value and respect because they're a human being? Yeah. If your teammates mess up, do you think they're still worthy of value and respect? Yeah, it's so hard to see my teammates get down on themselves if they mess up. And like, I just want to give them a big hug and be like, it's okay. Like, you're amazing. You're going to get back up there and make yourself proud. And they do the same for me if I mess up. But like, when it's you, it's so hard to think that way and comfort yourself like you're your teammate like you're your best friend it's just all of those thoughts that like oh (laughs) you're horrible like why did this happen Mm. like blah 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 um and so you know I did a mindset coaching session we did it as a whole team this week and we talked a lot about self-talk and talking to yourself like you're your own best friend and that's a lesson that I've heard from so many different people so many different times. And it's one that is so easy, easy to forget and to not put into action. And so I just want to say that because yeah, I think it's helped me a lot this week even. And yeah. if it can help somebody else, like remembering that. And that also like it takes some of the pressure off a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because I because self-talk is literally just the thoughts that we're tuning into yes. the thoughts that we're listening to. Now, here's the thing. You're going to have self-talk that comes in that's negative. That's okay. It's not a problem. We just let it pass like a, like a cloud. We don't grab onto it. We just yes. are like, that's just, it's kind of like your thoughts are like the, the sky and the atmosphere. And it's like, those are just clouds floating by. But it's fine that they're float there. They're not a problem. We're just not going to grab on and pull them into our, into our, world into what we're focusing on. And instead, what we want to focus on is these thoughts that help us. Because here's the thing, I'm going to go off on this tangent really quick. The main reason that 
I mean, one, I just think we have a bias towards being negative towards ourselves in general. But the main reason that we talk to ourselves that way is because we believe that it will motivate us to do better next time. Huh. Right? Yeah. That's you're like, if I'm nice to myself when I mess up, then I'm just going to mess up all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that actually true if we follow the model? When you have a thought that's like, I'm horrible, you feel terrible, unmotivated, defeated. So when you're trying to compete out of or even practice out of terrible, unmotivated, defeated, you do not practice well and then you don't get good results. Right. Right. And it is this myth that if we like are hard on ourselves, if we yell at ourselves, that that will motivate us and it doesn't work. Yeah. So that's a thought that I use to stop negative self-talk is like, I know you think this is helpful, but it's, it's not, we don't talk to ourselves this way. And it's so true because if somebody else talks to me that way, like, I mean, my coaches are really good, positive reinforcers, but in my life, I've had a few instances where it's like, you know, I'm getting like negative, not yelling, but like, why aren't you making your routines or you need to be more consistent? You're taking too long to warm up. You're whatever, whatever. And for me, that just makes me more stressed. And then I put more pressure on myself. And I know that when a coach tells me like, Hey, like you did a great job on this or keep up the great work on this, but here's an area I want to challenge you to improve on. And it's that same criticism, just framed in a different way. I'm like, yeah, let's go after it. And then I feel energized. I feel motivated to get whatever that task is done. And I always do better the next time. It's just that framing of it. And so why can't I do that in my own mind, talking to myself that way? Like, hey, Leah, you're doing a great job. You're working really hard. You're trying your best. You've made a big improvement on being more mindful about the thoughts and the feelings that you're experiencing. But here, I challenge you. I challenge you to work on this this week. I challenge you to work on this today. And I mean, that feels like a huge aha moment mindset shift to me. I'll have to try it and go back to you. Yes. And it's constant practice because your your brain is used to thinking the way it thinks. So it's going to tell you those negative ones. It's just starting to catch it and starting yeah. to go, no, we don't do that anymore. That's not helpful. And mm-hmm. let's shift instead to this. This will be helpful. And so like when it starts to tell you all of the things, shifting to, I am I am 100% worthy no matter what happens on Friday. Yeah. And you'll feel free. And you'll, and then your brain will be like, but if you mess up, and you're like, nope. Like, I get it. I know you're just trying to be helpful brain, but like, we're not doing that. We're treating ourselves as worthy and respectful no matter what. Before we get back to the competition talk, there is one tangent that I do want to go on because it relates to this. So this past week, since we talked about the processing your emotions, that's been a really helpful tool for me, actually, not just in the gym, but more so in life. I feel like I've been able to process my day-to-day emotions better and be more mindful about how I'm feeling. Like, for example, I was washing a dish and I dropped it in the sink after I just washed it. And like, I let that irritation bubble up of like, 
frustration, like being a rock yeah. or whatever it was. And it was just like, oh, wait, okay. I'm feeling irritated. How does that feel? And like in 30 seconds, it was like gone. I was like, you know what? Literally 10 more seconds, watch the disc again, put it away. It's fine. But like little things like that, I feel like I've been yeah. a lot more mindful about. But my question is, what happens when there is a specific scenario, for example, that it could be anything, but that keeps popping up in your mind or a specific doubt that makes you feel a certain way, whether it's fearful or embarrassed or angry or something. Yep. And it keeps popping up. It's the same thing. And okay, you process it once, you kind of like try to move forward, but then it keeps coming back. Like, what do you do in that scenario? When is it that you just let it go and try Can you give to give me an example? Um, I mean, we can go with the gymnastics example of like, oh, I messed up at the last inner squad keeps popping back. And that keeps making me feel, we'll label the emotion as pressure to do well. Yeah, to do well. Um, And like, I've dealt with that and I can move forward. But like. When do I just like let it go, or when do I? How many times do I process it? And yeah. other, like another example would oh. be like somebody did something mean to you, or something like that. Yeah. Um, or and it like makes you mad. I mean, this actually didn't happen to me recently, but I can see how this would be a really common example yeah. that I've probably experienced before. Um, and like every time you think about it, you get like all irritated. But like, when do you just start letting it go instead of processing? yeah? So I'm gonna go back here to the thought model. And so the thought model we started with, you have a circumstance, a thought about it, creates a feeling, you take actions, creates results. When you process the negative emotion, a lot of times the thought model then stops at the feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Because then you don't take action from them. You just allow the feeling to be there. You process it through and you don't take any action from the feeling. But then we go, we want our new model. And so we're trying to craft our new model. We start with a result that we want. So We want to feel confident instead of feeling focused on, or instead of feeling um, nervous or doubtful, right? Or the result that we want is that we, you know, we want to hit our routine. So we have this new thought that we're trying to go to, which is my performance, or I am 100% worthy no matter how I perform. Yeah. That's what we came up with, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So getting from the old thought, to the new thought is the most difficult part. Yeah. And so we have another tool and I'm not going to spend a long time on it. Um, but we did, we, it, we focused on it all last month, so we won't circle around to it for a while. So I just want to review it and it's called a thought ladder. And so, uh, if you go back and you look at our Instagram from last month, we taught on it like the whole month. Um, but basically it's instead of trying to go from, um, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up and never be in the lineup again to I'm 100% worthy no matter how I perform in one yeah. jump. That's like trying to like learn a back handspring on the beam for the first time without any progressions. Mm-hmm. So instead we, we climb the thought ladder. So the first step is I notice that I'm thinking I might mess up and never be put in the lineup again. And I might be wrong about that. Yeah. 
And you just, I notice that I'm thinking and I might be wrong about it. And you just sandwich. sandwich. And you keep every time it pops up. I notice that I'm thinking I'm so angry at that person. I might be able to let it go. I notice that I'm thinking I can never forgive that person. I might be wrong about it. I notice that I'm thinking I'm always going to mess up because I messed up at the inner squad and maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. And then when our brain, you'll feel it. Your brain will finally go, oh, it's just a thought. It's not a fact. It's just a thought. And maybe it's a thought I'm wrong about. Mm -hmm. And when you start to actually like settle in, maybe I'm wrong about it. Then we move up the thought ladder. It's possible that I'm 100% worthy no matter how I perform. Mm. Or it's possible that believing it's totally fine for me to mess up is the best way to perform at my best. Yeah. You know, whatever we want to put up at the thought. Um, I, I, We work a lot in our program on falling is fine or it's fine to mess up. Because mm-hmm. when you believe 100% that it's okay to fall, we go through the thought model. It's totally, it is okay if I fall. Falling is fine. Falling isn't great. I don't love it. I'm going to feel disappointed, but it's okay. Falling is fine. Then we feel relaxed and focused and calm and we get up there and we nail our routine. Yeah. When we go into our routine and we're like, don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. We feel pressure and stressed and anxious. And that's when we're actually most likely to mess up and fall. And I actually have an interesting pushback to that, although it might not be true. I don't know. Yeah. But I feel that, but I do want to talk about it. I feel that I do better when pressure is insane. Like, okay, this sounds weird, but sometimes I will be like trying to stick a dismount or just do something right. And at the gym and I'm struggling with it. Like I keep taking a step or whatever it is. And then I tell myself, oh, I need to stick the next one. Yeah. And I'm like, if I stick this next one, I'm going to get a million dollars. I swear, every single time I say, if I make this, I'm going to get a million dollars, it works. And like, that's a little trick that I use in my mind because I don't I know it. if I've ever messed up when I said I'm going to get a million dollars if I stick it, as long as it's something I'm capable of doing and yeah. I can't. Yeah. But on that note, like on a larger scale, like I do really well. When I'm anchor on beam, I'm sixth up and there's been a fall in the lineup. I do better when somebody has messed up and like, I have to make it. I don't know if it's because I just like kick into gear automatically or if it's because I have this mentality of, okay, like I have to make it. So I fully expect that I'm going to make it. I think about the team more than me and that takes the pressure off or what it is. but like. Under pressure, I do better. But when well, there's no pressure, and everybody has made it, or like I'm earlier in the lineup and it doesn't, or just practice and it doesn't really matter. I'm like, eh, like it's okay if I fall. That's when I usually fall yeah. when there's no pressure. Well, let's come back to this because it depends on how the thought makes you feel. If yeah. the thought, it's okay that I fall, is in a scenario that makes you feel unmotivated. Yeah. Uh, Like it doesn't like uh, just unmotivated. It's okay if I fall. Then that's going to, then that's going to create a different action and result. Right. But Mm -hmm. if the thought is I am anchor 
and I have to make this. And that makes me feel anxious and nervous and tense. Then I'm probably not going to perform as well. But for you, I feel calm in that situation. I think the thought for you probably is the worst has already happened. And so there, there, it kind of like is like there is no pressure because if you go up after them and you fall, somebody else already fell too. Like yeah. it, it already, you know, exactly. But, but you, can like, <laughs> you can go yeah. up and you can hit, then it's great. But for you in those situations, it creates a positive feeling as long as it creates a positive feeling. Like I have got to hit and you feel motivated, that's amazing. But most of the time, I have got to hit makes you feel tense and anxious. You don't perform as well. So I'm going to win a million dollars if I do this makes you feel motivated and focused, right? It just matters on how, and this is so, I'm so glad you brought it up because we can give you like general thoughts and things, but it depends on how it feels inside of your body. Because it's the feeling that will fuel the action. So all that matters is that the thought is creating a good feeling inside of your body. This is why it's the opposite when people say, I've got this. And they don't believe it. Even though they're thinking, I've got this, it actually fuels doubt, pressure, anxiety, and they mess up every time. I got this doesn't work if it doesn't create a positive emotion for you. You have to believe it. I've got this, you know? And I yeah. think for you, the like, I get to come in and be the anchor and make it for our team and all of that. Like, that's all motivating to you. It is. And I'm really glad we talked about this because yeah. the thought of it's okay if I mess up, that makes me feel down. And yeah. the thought of I, I have a chance to make this awesome or figuring out what that thought is, I think is going to be really important for me. And And usually it's the like, it's the diffusing the tension of the first one that then, and then moving to a different thought that will create the positive emotion. So that's a really important distinction. It's okay if I fall is not what you use right before you go up on beat. It's okay if I fall is what you use for the week before and the going to the meet and the taking the pressure off. And then Mm -hmm. once you really believe it and you really feel relaxed and you don't feel the pressure, then you move to, but I totally want to hit. Yeah. Yeah. You know, thinking about that day too. If you try to move to like, I want to hit right now, but you think you're going to fall or you're afraid you're going to fall. And it's kind of like trying to put um, gas in your car after you put diesel in. It's like your car doesn't take diesel. You put diesel in. I might fall. I'm going to mess up. You feel anxious. You feel tense. You've put all this like negative emotion in. And then you try to just like top it off with a positive emotion. It doesn't really work. The negative, like it, it mixes together and it doesn't. But if you diffuse all the negative one out first, and then pour in the positive one, then you've got all this gas in your tank to go and to hit. Does that make sense? Totally. So we want to go with the like, I, 
I'm 100% worthy no matter how I perform helps you feel free. But then, but I love it. It feels amazing when I hit and I totally want to hit helps you feel motivated and focused. Yeah. And I think flipping that it's okay if I mess up into I am 100% worthy no matter what happens. That has a more positive connotation for yes. me and makes me feel free. So keeping with that I'm worthy thought and then figuring out what that best thought is before I actually go that makes me yeah. feel motivated. I mean, I, I don't think I need to be thinking out a million dollars when I'm about to actually salute on the competition. I mean, if it works for you. But, uh, a lot of times, you know what has been working for me recently yeah. in practice and I've made it a little bit of a routine is before I go up is like, all I have to do is swing my arms and arch like before I do my series or something. And it's that framing up. All I have to do is something really simple. That is a correction, just a simple body movement that I know I can do that takes the pressure off for me and makes it like really one small step, one small scale at a time. Um, and I think honing in on that can be a good idea. Experimenting I think, in practice too. Yes. Not add to I, me. Um, <laughs> what I have observed is that uh, that thoughts on beam right before you go that help you feel relaxed and calm and focused are the best for competition. Thoughts on floor that make you feel excited and determined and focused or motivated are usually more helpful. Vault, super helpful to feel powerful. Yeah. Bars is a little more like beam, relaxed, free. So yeah. like kids will tell me like, I want to feel excited before beam. And I'm like, I don't actually recommend that as the best emotion to compete beam out of. Right. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad emotion, but when you can move towards relaxed, calm, free, um, those ones can be really helpful. So okay. next week, I can't wait to hear the thoughts that you came up yeah. with to come into that. And then we're going to keep on working on this. Super yeah. excited to hear how it goes. Do you feel, you feel a little more confident, more ready I to go? Good. I feel like I have some new tools in my toolbox to go and implement this week. And moving forward, I am really excited about this episode I feel like it's one that even though we've been talking through it I'm gonna download this and I might need to listen to it again and again I think that I hate hearing myself talk it's so cringy but we've <laughs> talked about so many good things that I just yeah. want to remember like I honestly want to go back and take notes on this because awesome. it was so powerful but I'm sure we're going to have a ton to talk about next week after yeah. we touch base after the first meet. So yeah. go Gators. Well, and we unloaded like three different tools and a ton of concepts today. These are going to be things we'll talk over again and again and again over the next few months for sure. Totally. I can't wait. All right. Can't wait to see how it goes. Bye. Bye. Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started.